the DH. I really like Brent Laurie, and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Yeah, it's the Fiddler on the Roof Rabbi Copter. Hi everyone, welcome to Resting Pitch Face, episode 54. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And if you want to catch us at the places that we're at, you can check us out on our website, restingpitchface.com. That has links to uh, all of our various social media presences, but it also has one thing that's not anywhere else, which is the links to our two merchandise stores, a Zazzle store that has a wide array of stuff, and a Teespring shop that also ha- that has an exclusive uh, Pride logo series of things and the bonus of those is 25% of that does go to smile. Um, but if you want to just listen to the podcast, you can listen on Apple play. You can listen on Google play, Apple to Apple podcasts, whichever one it is, Google play and sound, uh, SoundCloud. All of those are downloadable. If you want to reach out to us, our website or our email is restingpitchface at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to us directly, you can find always find us on Twitter, resting pitchface with no G. So, uh, we do have, we had a lot of women's baseball stuff last week and it's actually kind of exciting that we still have a lot of women's baseball stuff to talk about this time around, um, including two different tournament conferences. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is between the two and that's fine. Um, but, uh, there was the Pan Am gold, which was a tournament, right? Yeah. So, so the Pan Am games were Pan American. Yeah, and it was a qualifier for the Women's Baseball World Cup. It was also many other things. I mean, the Pan American Games have all manner of sports. There was some um, news items recently because there were people in them that were protesting. Um, but for the Women's Baseball Tournament, yes, it is a major qualifier for the Women's Baseball World Cup. And the breaking news of the day on that is that the USA just won the gold medal. Which is awesome, except also I feel like we probably were already qualified. Maybe not. I don't know. Were we already? Well, I think you kind of get re-ranked in the world um, based on existing tournaments. Um, so this is because it's all, you know, North and South American teams. Japan doesn't play, so we actually might win. Um <laughs> So we just did, which is awesome. Uh, Megan Baltzell, love of my life, hit a homer in the gold medal game. I'm just saying. Um, And a lot of familiar faces were on this iteration of the women's national team. Um, Kelsey Whitmore was there. um, Jade Gortares was there. uh, Malika Underwood was there. So a lot of of old favorites from the uh, Women's Baseball World Cup a little while ago. And they just beat Venezuela to win gold. So Venezuela was silver, Canada got bronze, and Mexico came in fourth. So it's all very exciting. Yeah, um, it's definitely nice to win. Uh, and there were some definitely some crushing some crushing wins by Team USA. Um, I was happy to, to see, you know, a variety of, of women's teams from a variety of countries competing. I will say with this tournament, um, and maybe, maybe I got a little spoiled by watching the Women's Baseball World Cup, which was broadcast on YouTube, which had some pretty good, you know, camera angles this one was broadcast on youtube um the stream was pretty shaky uh and it was in spanish which is fine the tournament was in mexico um 
but the there was often like a significant delay it seemed in the in the comment like the commentary and what was happening on the field for the game i watched um to the point where it was unclear who was batting which was a problem given well that, i mean that's just a problem um but like when you add in also the language barrier and a few other things it just it it, it was just a case of like the pickup was bad enough it was hard to see even like names and numbers on the back of jerseys um and then you add in sort of like one camera angle which was directly behind home plate and the laggy commentary and i'm trying to listen in a in a language that i don't speak and understand super super well though i can usually follow baseball in it and it just the whole effect was was an issue um and i know a lot of people who were watching it you know on tw- on twitter it mentioned that they were somewhat frustrated with an inability to watch especially considering the little world little league world series was going on at the same time or is going on um and so like the contrast of this is how adult women are treated versus largely 12 year old boys um is is just fairly startling with one getting espn and press coverage on a themed weekend and the other basically like having having it so that you you effectively can't watch the games mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know didn't we have a conversation really recently like that espn has well over 100 different channels or was that just last time on the podcast <laughs> it might have been last time on the podcast like you know the joke is like what is what are they playing on el ocho but like they really did dedicate a day to like unusual sports and not like put on a women's sport like you know this is a case of they clearly have more airtime than they have content to fill it really uh if they're putting on dodgeball ping pong um and it was it's just you know for even for people who are very enthusiastic and will get up and will watch it and will get up and watch like there's it it's hard to access it um and like the women's national team was sort of doing some play-by-play on twitter but like there was a good half an hour during the game i watched where they didn't post anything and that was the inning where the team scored 10 runs yeah i'm really curious given the sort of lack of resources dedicated um by the uh world baseball softball commission who actually does social media for the women's national team like whose responsibility is it and what are their other actual responsibilities do they get paid is it someone's spouse like who runs that twitter account and is it one of the players sitting in the dugout doing it? And maybe, like, they weren't posting because they were on base. Yeah, that's entirely possible, too. <laughs> um, which is entirely... Like, I don't blame them, but I was, like, trying to post some play-by-play on Twitter just because I'm, like, I'm trying to watch and see, and, like, there's no way to tell what is going on. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to retweet as much stuff as possible to the podcast account about the tournament just because I think the more you know, the more different accounts posted, the more people will realize it's going on. And yeah, there yeah. were definitely times when I was like, okay, the last time anybody said anything about the score was two hours ago. Did we win? Um, so yeah, I wonder, and I think this is a case of like, women's base or women in baseball, we kind of prove like there are, there is Twitter infrastructure willing to amplify whatever messaging that you have, but it's hard to do without that original messaging. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. And I think that this is a case of like, you know, they the people in Vieira didn't know that there was the, the Women's Baseball World Cup going on when it was happening. Um, and so I think this is just a case of, of it. You're right. I don't know what the other responsibilities for the social media person are. And I know being the social media person can be really demanding. Um, but like, I just want to know the score and what's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an argument to make sure it's a, like a legitimate thing that's being done and not being handed off to whoever holds the phone at any given time. Well, and even like the, the game recaps on the website, I haven't, I've been looking and I haven't seen a byline. So they post game recaps and they're decent, you know, they're not great literature, but they're perfectly, you know, cogent summaries of what's happened, but there's no bylines. So I don't know who writes them. I mean, that definitely indicates to me, that definitely indicates to me that it's either a team member or a coaching staff member that like when they get home, they write it up and not somebody who is, um, who it's their job to do that. It's somebody taking on extra work. Because if it was somebody's job, their name would be on it. Like, let's just be perfect. I'll be honest. Hey, women's national team. If, if you want, if you want a free marketing or social media person, I imagine you can find one on Twitter. And like, I imagine you can find a number of them. We, we will do that. We will like. I'm sure people are are going to be okay with it being a volunteer effort for what it is. Like, yeah. Like. Honestly, pay pay them in a jersey of their choice. <laughs> like send them to a game um, or two, and they like, will. Like I don't, do this. I don't. I'm not a huge right. believer in free labor, but like this is a case of like a bunch of people want to do, like want to know these this stuff. So like just just pay them in a jersey. Yeah, I mean, I'm double checking just to make sure none of these have a byline on them, and I can't find one. There's actually a recap for every single game in a fair amount of detail. And there's just no indication of who wrote them. And I'd like to at least tell the person writing them that they're doing a good job, if nothing else. So if anybody's listening who knows what this is, you're doing great. Um, and I will say, like, the Women's Baseball World Cup site itself, not the one that Baseball Perspectives did, but, like, the site, had a good number of stats. You know, when you go in and you want to look at, like, I want to see, you know, what this particular, this player on this particular team did during this game and, like, see their overall stats and, like, see how many, like, what the leaderboard is for putouts or whatever. It's all there. So, like, they actually do a good job summarizing. It's the at the time, but it's sports. So you kind of want to know it at the time. Let us do it for you. We will be paid in jerseys. If you sign it with Megan Belts, if you have Megan Belts, I'll sign it. I'm sure Laura will do it. I'm volunteering you, Laura. I will do anything you want me to. And I think I've made that quite obvious. This is disincentivizing them. If you them, sign you it realize. with Megan Belts' phone number. <laughs> All right, let's, let's not scare yeah. them off. I know, I know, I know. Um, um, uh, but in terms of more close to home stuff. Yeah, so the Eastern Women's Baseball Conference playoffs were last weekend and this weekend. Um, one was at a field in Virginia uh, last weekend, and or I'm sorry, in, in Maryland last weekend. And then um, the uh, second round of playoffs, including the championships, uh, were at McLean High School in Virginia uh, today, uh, Sunday the, the 25th, um, which were a very good time. Um, the uh, both games, because uh, there were two games today, um, were 
as ever, fairly excellent baseball. Um, the Virginia Flames came out victorious over the Fury um, as part of the gold medal game. Uh, Paloma, uh, fr- friend of the podcast, Ava and Paloma, both played uh, in the tournament. In yeah, um, when we had talked with them last week, they had originally said that they were not going to be there, uh, but were there. Uh, Paloma pitched, uh, which I think I had never seen in person before. Um, yeah, she's a lefty. I think we knew that. I like her even more. Pitches left, hits left. Um, I, how did I not know that? I have loved le- lefty pitchers since I was like four. I feel like I feel like I knew that. How did Delma? <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, it, it's it's one of those games, and um, I'm sure that this is the case for most baseball that is not major league baseball. And I don't watch a lot of minor league baseball, and I don't watch any college baseball. So really, we're, we're looking at essentially amateur women's baseball and the women's national team and all of that, and and then MLB. Um, but it's definitely uh, a game, they were games that really emphasized fielding a lot more. So lots of balls in play, um, lots of lots of throwing across the diamond, uh, lots, of, lots of steals. It was pretty fast. Both games were pretty zippy um, in terms of, of pace of play. Um, and yeah, so uh, you know, Paloma was was playing on the Fury, and the Fury lost, but they were in the in the gold medal game, so you know, not not all bad. Um, Boy, piece of play. We need to call the commissioner's office and explain to him that we have a solution for his pace of play problems, and it's letting women play. It's true. Um, I actually like. I don't know. It's it's just it is a very different style of play, and again, I'm sure that that is true of like when you're looking at like short season single A, when you're looking at college, when you're looking at at just a variety of of effectively amateur level baseball, independent leagues, that it's going to be less strikeouts, less command pitching, more outs um, due to fielding. There were some really amazing catches. There were some pretty, there was some pretty good hitting. Um, So yeah, good time. Um, Daniel Epstein, who is writing a series about women's baseball for the hardball times actually came uh down from new jersey with his with his family who were very nice um and you know hung out and watched the game and i know is talking with the folks from ewbc uh to write a story about um the ewbc and other essentially the the fact that outside the women's national team these local leagues are essentially the only venue in which women can play baseball um, that, you know, in the independent leagues, no, in, um, you know, th- there, there appears to be a lot more, I mean, shock, not shockingly opportunities for, for men, um, at a variety of different sort of leagues and levels. Um, but that these kinds of leagues really represent the only opportunity local to most, most women, um, and non, uh, cis men in the, the U S and Canada, um, and sort of just kind of contextualizing it. Um, and we, you know, chatted a little bit about the fact that there is a, you know, a girl pitching in the Little League World World Series. And that was very much, and I know, Laura, you, you put this on Twitter as being, as her being presented as only and first and an anomaly when in fact that is not the case. Right. I mean, they're saying she's the first girl to play in the Little League World Series since Mooney Davis. And I'm like, 
That was like five years ago. It's been five long years. Like not to downplay the accomplishment. Right. Not to downplay the accomplishment of her being there. I'm sure she's wonderful. But she's so far from the first. She's like the 19th. Like when do we get to stop saying the word first? When do we stop treating it like it's a novelty? Yeah. Sid, were you going to point out there was another girl in the tournament the year that Monet Davis was? Yeah. Like Monet Davis wasn't the only. Like. No, she was the first black girl to play in the Little League World Series, which is certainly an important distinction to point out. But yeah, there were two girls in the tournament that year. I'm old enough to remember her. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope that you can remember five years ago. (laughs) I don't know, man. I guess sports media can't. Uh, But yeah, and it's it's amazing to, to have that presented as only in first when there's an international women's tournament going on at the same time as we speak which naturally none of these networks were covering whatsoever i mean good morning america was featuring this girl as the first since bloody bloody blah and i'm like <laughs> because it's but they prefer to treat it like it's a novelty act like it's like a to get whatever the to get engagement with it as if, if you talk about if you talk about a tournament that means it's normal and it's regular mm-hmm. and they don't care and i think i think there's also the fact of if you treat it as an anomaly then you don't have to push for any kind of systemic change or any kind of like hey mlb you have literally more money than god put you know they're putting some into to women's baseball and girls baseball but like you could put for the cost of maintaining Aaron Judge's toenails like so much more um but if you treat it as anomalous you don't have to be serious about development. exactly yeah i mean it does make me wonder too like all these different places continue to treat it that way not to be totally conspiracy theory but is there an incentive to doing that does mlb encourage it in any way i don't think they have to i don't i don't think they have to actually be like in a back room like rubbing their hands together and cackling like i think it takes care of itself because it's more interesting for the general public to read the heartwarming story the novelty story and more boring for the the regular public to read the normal story and so media does the work for us for them and we do the work by going oh my god every single time and so they just have to stand back and let it yeah happen. i mean and, and it was actually really funny Brittany de la creta and i posted almost exactly the same thing on Twitter, 10 minutes apart i will point out Brittany, i love <laughs> you very much mine was first <laughs> just because she's a bigger reporter i want to make it very clear that i was not copying her i'm sure she wasn't copying me either it was just a total coincidence but it could very easily have looked like i was just trying to copy her and get retweets for it i posted about 10 minutes before she did it was a total coincidence um, and she and I both got like a fair amount of response from people who agreed. And so that was kind of heartening, you know, like if a couple thousand people thought, you know, thought about it a little harder now because we were making this point, that's a good thing. Yeah, I will say, and I'm not going to actually name the person who, who I saw saying this, but it was a person with a fairly significant platform on Twitter. But basically the message was, well, be grateful for what you get. Yes, I got into an argument with that person who shall remain unnamed. Um, <laughs> who is a person I, I stopped following because they also posted pictures of themselves with, or with Josh Hader. So I was like, we are destined not to get along. 
Oh, ew. Did they? All right, I'll be less nice next time. He was definitely, if not with, but in support of, for whatever reason. And I was like, we're, we're not going to get along, so I'm, I'm good. Um, but, like, the idea of be grateful for, the, like, the crumbs from the MLB's table, it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that was gross. Um, and the answer is, like, hey, it, this is, this broadcast airway, like, broadcast time at this point is an abundant resource. <laughs> they, oh, my God. They, like, do you want Skip Bayless, like, having a... I don't know, 15 heart attacks on air. I don't know if he, well, I won't speak to his health. Do you want him yelling? Or do you want more content? And the answer is they want him yelling. Um, and so I, I, it's just one of those things of... And I think, speaking of speaking of slightly problematic people, I think it was Julie DeCaro who made the point over that, what is it, a basketball broadcaster who was so charmingly amusing and clueless on the air for a game? It was amazing. A week or two it really ago, was and everybody loved it and i'm not detracting from that i'm sure it was incredible. It, it, it was incredible <laughs> but, but julia was making the comparison that like there are incredibly qualified women broadcasters who would absolutely die for a scrap of airtime yeah it was it was bill walton uh who was the broadcast which i have to say i think they should replace a rod with him <laughs> I think they should replace A-Rod with most people. But yes, given the amount of joy that seemed to bring people, I would endorse it. I mean, I think there's a, there's, there's a window here for like the best of both worlds. You get the extremely competent woman to be the competent person who knows what they're talking about. And then you get the dude who has no clue and just goes, oh my God, is it going to space? Like, yeah. that's a good dynamic. Yeah, I don't like it. Because then you get like... What? I don't know. You, it, don't, that's that's the Neo slash Trinity dynamic I, of the. I don't. Of the movie should have been about her because she's clearly the more competent of the two. But instead, we had to center him. So okay, here we go. Compromise. Yeah. Two of each, and two of them are qualified, and two of them are nutcases. <laughs> or two qualified and one um, nutcase. How about two qualified, one delight? And everybody has to switch shirts halfway through. <laughs> I just want to say I was not advocating for that particular dynamic because there's nothing to say that the oh my god it's going to space can't yeah, also be. Yeah, but one. you can't have only that. Um, I I feel like, but yeah, you're 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 right. You know, if Bill Walton, who did not understand the game of baseball and was learning it in real time, and got very excited about a variety of things. Um, well, and I'm sure the fact that he was a qualified broadcaster in another sport, it wasn't like they just took somebody off the curb. But, you know, it was, just, it was, it, it threw a little bit of relief on, you know, the, the things that women have to do and the things that men don't necessarily. Uh, yeah. And have I was, to I was do. talking today. I'm like, are you telling me that every woman pitcher in, on earth is worse than Matt Grace? <laughs> Um, Matt Grace, official garbage man of the Washington Nationals. I think he's sweet, and it's not entirely his fault. And I want him to just go retire to a farm somewhere. Also, you realize you're you're, you're talking like you're going to take him to the vet, not the farm. Am I not? I, I I agree with you. I don't think it's entirely his fault. I think people are being a little bit harder on him than is maybe warranted. But at the same time, he just, needs, he just needs to go somewhere nice that's not here and have a very nice life away from us. 
What's the opposite so of the yellow cat or uh, the Kinsler catapult? No, that seems a little extreme. <laughs> like so, so you know the bit in Fiddler on the Roof when they say, "Is there a blessing for the czar?" Yeah, and the rabbi says, "May God bless and keep the czar far away from us." Yes, <laughs> may God bless and keep Mad Grace far away from us. Yeah, it's the Fiddler on the Roof rabbi copter. Okay. Uh, how about the Kinsler kayak? He can gently float away. <laughs> With a paddle. Nicely. Or, or the Kelly kayak. Gently flo- float away, but with a, a slight glo- glove throw. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, you know I, the, the Eastern Women's Baseball Conference was a great time. Um, I will say, if folks are in the DMV for next year, obviously this is the end of the season, you know, they did a tournament over uh, Memorial Day. It was a really fun time. I encourage people to go and cheer and develop a favorite player and to do all of the things that one does when watching when watching baseball. Um, and they certainly keep their calendar online. So if you're ever interested in just going to check it out, you, you can go uh, and essentially drop in um, and, and hang out. And everyone's very friendly. Um, I will say, and this is the last thing about it, the minute I got there, the first thing that one of the players did was walk up to me, hand me her car keys, and say, I have some antacids in my center console. Can you go get them for me? <laughs> and I was like, sure, I'm happy to do that. I apparently look like somebody uh, like trustworthy enough that you could hand your car keys to a stranger. Had you ever spoken to her before? I don't know who this woman is, and oh my she God. seemed really sweet. <laughs> and I was like, here are your antacids and your your car keys back. <laughs> Maybe she could sense that, like, you seem like somebody who can't drive, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> so you really weren't going to steal her car? I mean, it, like, I if I if I could drive a Prius, I would drive the Prius in, like, in my house right now. <laughs> we have a garage. Um, but I can't. So, yeah, that was, that's the kind of vibe that the whole place goes for. I thought you were going to say you look like someone who also gets heartburn and thus will help me, which is apparently the vibe that I give off because this happens every so often. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, if you're if you're there for a good family friendly vibe with some good you know action packed baseball, and I, I highly recommend it uh, for sure. And and I will definitely be checking out games uh, next season as well. Um, I will say you know they had uh, they have some like pretty nice jerseys for the EWBC, like the fi- the Virginia Flames one are really sweet. They're red and flames and all good. Um, but there's some other jerseys. Not like Guy Fieri like Flames. I mean, right? for sure no. Um, but do we do we want to talk about some jerseys maybe we don't like as much? <laughs> you mean the Stormtroopers? <laughs> there are too many men on this field <laughs> jerseys? Oh yeah. So, okay, I need to ask you guys a question, and I'm really ashamed that I don't know the answer. The picture that was going around of a guy who looked like Tyler Clippard, who was wearing a lot of black... Was that, in fact, Tyler Clippard, or was that, in fact, an It was umpire? an umpire in glasses. I have never seen this picture. Okay, because, like, I, he, his face, it, it looked a lot like Tyler Clippard, but he was wearing a black jacket, and you could, it was, like, a really grainy picture, and I was very distressed by not being able to tell for sure who it was. It was not Tyler Clippard, but the fact that we had to ask that question means that the jerseys are bad. <laughs> So I think it was Hunter Pence who asked if he could tie-dye his and was told no. I feel like 
All right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you all saw uh, Kike Hernandez's batting helmet. Um, it is, in fact, one of the he is one of the players who had to cover it in pine tar um, because it kind of wrapped. It has a piece that wraps around a little bit. And apparently a white thing on the edge of your vision in a sport that is played with a white ball is a bad idea. <laughs> you, you know, they had all of the. Um pitchers on with the white uniforms have to wear black caps for because then you couldn't because you couldn't see the ball coming from the head i mean it made me worry about the rest of the uniform um i will say the white pants have a, a have an effect in that uh you can see through them well all of the pants are usually white and you can always kind of see these looked them. very cheap <laughs> Well, that that I'm not saying isn't the case, but like generally speaking, I feel like I've seen the outlines of some stuff. <laughs> like there was a Cubs pitcher where I'm like, "Oh, I I know you very intimately now." Um, <laughs> but like, I know I, the the black pants also looked kind of cheap. Um, they had that sort of pajama y look. They did mm-hmm. look much looser and like like basketball shorts, kind of except long. Yeah. Um, and I actually kind of, am like, you know what, if they had taken the black shirts and put it with the white pants and the white pants with the black shirts, I think it would have been better. At least it wouldn't have been different. I think it would have looked like the Rockies and then like yeah, the Rockies, which is fine, but not like <laughs> fun. Like I, I still think I, we talked a little bit for a second about Hunter Pence wanting to tie dye. I think they should have gone, been able to tie-dye their jerseys every single day, all the all the guys with the white jerseys. And all the guys with the black jerseys, jerseys should have been given multiple tubes of glitter fabric puff paint. Puffy paint! Yeah. <gasps> and they could have gone, like, full summer camp style, written in on each other's jerseys, drawn things on each other's jerseys, like, thrown the tie-dye around, and, like, it would have been genuinely fun and adorable, basically a bunch of adult men playing a kid's game reenacting summer camp. Yeah, and I think like they were supposed to have various accents that were that were you know showing off their individuality, and there were a lot of nice cleats. Um, and the nicknames are generally you know fun. They range everywhere from like guys who are insufferable killjoys to uh, you know fun fun nicknames. Um, I don't know why Craig Kimbrell's nickname is Dirty Craig, and I never want to know. <laughs> like I really? have to repress that information every year and then i'm like don't want to know don't know don't want to know fettuccine is consistently one of my favorites i have to say i was the most impressed with joey Votto. what was he what was who? his joey Votto. who that, that was what it said i thought you were doing the bit with me laura come on work with me here yeah no, i name... really didn't i really didn't know what he did yeah no his the name on his jersey was who I really didn't know what his yeah. nickname was. <laughs> you let me believe you were going with the, <laughs> with the bit, though. I'm sorry. I really didn't know. It was who? <laughs> Joey Votto. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> He's on second. I don't know. Third base. I don't know. Is he, in fact, it's, on first? Yeah, I, I honestly, I was like, I didn't know you had it in you, Joey Votto, but I am impressed. 
all I know about Joey Votto is he's a troll extraordinaire. I mean, I know his his playing, but like he is also a troll extraordinaire. So I'm a little bit unsurprised. I'm actually kind of surprised nobody has thought of this before. I mean, this is our what third weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So you'd think somebody would have done this before. I think Sean Kelly was like RHP. <laughs> yes, that was good. I feel like. I feel like last year wasn't like a player like replacement or something like that. Somebody was player to be named later. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I have a lot of respect for that. Uh, I, I feel like on the Nationals, it's like, okay, normal nicknames and then Southern Thunder. <laughs> I don't Talk about nicknames I don't want the backstory for. Uh, he apparently, like, it's it has to do with a walk-up song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say, so, uh, my husband just went. Does that mean farting? <laughs> <laughs> this explanation I accept. This explanation I accept. Um, but yeah, I was like, there's not any really great nicknames. There aren't any really bad nicknames. I mean, the best I think that the Nat specifically put out is Max abruptly changing to Brown Eye. <laughs> People were saying it was too bad he didn't go with Black Eye. After what happened. But I think <laughs> yeah. they have to choose them at the beginning of the season, don't they? Yeah, which is why Para isn't Para Shark. Right. I wonder if he's getting tired of it. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I feel like... I think I think having a whole stadium of people getting up and dance mm-hmm. whenever you come up to bat seems like a pretty good thing yeah. as a professional athlete. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I feel like... I feel like he can't be getting tired of it, but at the same time, maybe he's like, I, I don't want to hear Baby Shark anymore. I don't, don't want to hear Baby Shark anymore. I'm sorry. I know it's sacrilege. <laughs> I like the dancing. I like the shtick. I really don't like the song. Um. Yeah. So he picked his, his is El Yolo, which is for his grandmother, not like okay. Yolo. Okay. Um, Thank which, you for clarifying. It, like, yeah, so her her name was a very like her nickname was a variant of like Yola, and so he said that like he got called that because he was like a favorite grandkid, which I'm like okay, like that's a sweet thing, as opposed to do you still think Yolo is a thing? <laughs> some people really still think that's a thing, but yeah, like here are some fun things that were being done, and then you put them on jerseys, and you can't read the name. Yeah, like, I, I mean, could, it was like I could not read the name. You remember that the the Marlins Nats game where the Mar- Marlins were wearing black alternates, which are black on black with neon accents, and we're like, I don't know who, I I can't tell who anyone is, and you can't see their numbers. <laughs> that yeah. was like that with the white jerseys. Yeah, and the black ones. I was having difficulty recognizing individual Nats. Mm-hmm. And I can recognize them by their butts. I don't, isn't that objectifying, Laura? Don't start. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can recognize them by their butts even without the white pants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's talent. It, it's honestly talent to recognize them if they're in the black, like the, the black terrible pajama pants. I'd like to think that I, I'm not at your level, Laura, but like I can usually recognize the nationals by body shape. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I have done a lot of radio this year, so there's definitely a handful that I would not necessarily know without a little bit of a hint, as opposed to previous years. Like, I'll admit it, there's individual people that I would not necessarily be able to pick out of a lineup, but 
I still pride myself on knowing most of them quite well. Um, we were, Kay and I were at the uh, season plan, our season plan holder appreciation day, and Patrick Corbin was jogging around the, the infield, and without the hat, I was like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> he consistently surprises me with what his face actually looks like. I've seen it enough times at this point that I really have no excuse, and yet somehow I'm always surprised at what he looks like, and that he's good looking. He's fine. <laughs> well, you know, like neutral good looking, not like overwhelming good looking. But like, I don't know. Neutral good looking is still good looking. True. Um, without the hat, he looks like honestly, like without the hat, I could be in line behind him at like a coffee shop and have no idea who he is. Like genuinely. And I think I watch a lot of baseball because I was like, because I was like, hey, is that Patrick Corbin? And she's like, I think it is. <laughs> like, without that, honestly, like, he could probably commit, like, a mugging. And people would be like, no idea. No clue. I don't know if he was quite that generic, but he was definitely not like, I will remember this baseball player's face. Yeah. Um, I will say the video of uh, Tony entering Wrigley Field and walking by a bunch of Cubs fans and none of them even like stop or point or like do anything to indicate that they recognize him is is pretty incredible. That's like Tony saying, please, please think I'm as generic as Patrick Corbin, mm-hmm. please. And it's working <laughs> like he wished on a monkey paw. Yeah. Actually, no, not on a monkey paw because it's going exactly as planned. Yeah. He's like, I have one wish. <laughs> I will not need additional wishes. <laughs> um, free agency is going to be fun, buddy. <laughs> like, mm. if you don't like people looking at you, free agency maybe isn't for you. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I'd like to think that I, I restrained myself uh, when I got a, a scorebook signed by him for not going, please never leave me. Because I feel like that would have <laughs> been weird. Yeah. That would have been a weird thing to say to somebody I uh, who is actually a stranger. <laughs> You were extremely normal. I was extremely normal. I mean, you might have been, like, radiating a little bit of, like, I'm so happy. Like, but uh, that's that's normal. I think that's normal yeah. behavior. Yeah. Um, by might have been, you took a bunch of pictures, and it's, like, clear, like, I'm, like, I'm just trying to stay in this dimension. <laughs> I think if it hadn't been so hot, it would have been extremely apparent just how red you were blushing. But it was so hot that you couldn't tell. Thank you. Thank you, climate change. <laughs> For hiding your yeah. shame? Like, who says climate change is bad? <laughs> it, it hid my shame blush. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, stay with us, Tony, yeah. please. He, he was very nice. He was very funny and actually fairly personable and chatty, which I was genuinely surprised about. And Matt Adams was like, here, take your signature and leave me. <laughs> Can can I very harmlessly drag yeah, Tony sure. for a second? So he signed um, something for me and was signing right next to Matt Adams' signature. And he looked at it and said, oh, man, is that Howie? I get to sign next to Howie? And I was like, oh, Anthony, <laughs> that's not Howie. But I can't tell you that. The M and the H. Yeah. And an A and a K. No, they didn't look alike at all. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Tony. You don't have to be smart at recognizing letters. <laughs> That's not your job. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if that were the case, we could have been like, and here's definitely not a contract extension. Just sign there. <laughs> I've written Scott Boris's name under it. 
for reasons. There's a lot of money. It's not ours, but we're guaranteeing it You're to you anyway. You're taking all the Masson money that Masson just that the Nationals just got because the Orioles um, and specifically the uh, the Angeluses, uh, ha- are now going to have to give the Nationals, and people are like they're probably going to sell the team, which may be true. Uh, oh, yeah, n- not the learners are not going to sell the team. The Angeluses, yeah. No, no, no. I know who you um, mean. Yeah. It was just Whoa. like just take it. Put it in a pile. Put the pile in a bag. The bag should have a dollar sign on it and bring it to his house. Do you think Anthony Rendon is the type of person who would have a Scrooge McDuckie? And no, I don't. Money? I don't think that's the case. I, I feel like that's. It would be fun, like. But I feel like Scrooge McDuck pool pool, pool, pool of money. Like he wants the the pool, but like unlike Bryce, who might like he's currently swimming in that though he's apparently his his wife is currently having a baby um yeah yeah he's been out on the paternity list so either she's currently having or has just had i don't know we we wish Mm -hmm. them well with with the new baby um yeah you know yeah all right we broke up (laughs) goodbye (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but like i feel like bryce would actually have a room that was basically a, a swimming pool full of money i don't know i, I feel like anthony would be like you can you can just put it in my bank account like normal people <laughs> but yeah you know I, I hope he stays i i don't want him to take a pay cut because i feel like there's a consp- conspiracy amongst owners to to underpay players particularly when they hit free agency but at the same time i am worrying with that inside because i want him to stay i mean i think they are legitimately i think that's why he hasn't signed with us yet I think that's why he hasn't signed a contract extension because they're trying to pull that nonsense on him. Um, that said, I think everyone, and we've discussed this many times, the obvious thing to grant him is you never have to talk to a media person ever again unless you want to. Yeah. I mean, Steven Strasberg is doing a charming series where he occasionally has like a camera pointed at him uh, and is hitting very well. Like, see how good that's been for him, like emotionally to stay. Um, and I feel like the other thing about Tony that I think kind of worked about with Strauss is like Strauss stayed and then like Scherzer was there. So like Scherzer's happy to be that guy so that Strauss could just like quietly be the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like, we have a Juan Soto. He will draw like the media. He likes the media. He's, you know, he's He's much more... He's charming. He's into it. Like, he's a lot more, he's fairly clearly more extroverted. So, like, you could just stay. Mm -hmm. And Juan Soto will be happy to remind the media that he is better at baseball than Bryce Harper by every metric except, well, you know, Bryce Harper's leading him in strikeouts. But other than that, (laughs) Juan Soto has higher numbers. Also, I feel like, you know, I would feel better if he took a pay cut to get something that he clearly wants more than money. But still pay him. Oh, yes, obviously. (laughs) Sorry, Laura, I called Strauss the best pitcher in baseball. Are you are you okay? Is this the end of our friendship? I'm simmering quietly. Okay. I was like, I'm just going to like slide that in there. And like, I heard nothing. Uh-oh. And I'm like, there's going to be like, Laura's making like a doll with my hair and like poking <laughs> it with a fork or something. You asked me very nicely not to shout into my microphone. <laughs> I did. I am doing my very best not to. I will let you fill in how I am feeling. But he's back now. I know, and he looks good. And apparently, the reason Annie Balsanchez is now hitting well is because Max got to him. 
Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> I forget who it was who was talking about just like what an incredible, annoying terror Max was when he was on the was, IL because he couldn't do anything. I think it was Corbin, right? He was I like, think it was Corbin. And I'm just, I have this incredible mental image of Max just like dragging Annie Ball to the batting cages by his hair and being like, we're going to take BP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corbin's like, we're ready for him to be gone now. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to have him out of the dugout, please. Yeah, let him go to the dog I park feel like... and run around until he gets tired. Patrick Corbin is every parent in the last weeks of August. They're like, my kids in my house? No, enough of this. <laughs> Send them back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will concede, Sydney, that Strauss was the best pitcher in baseball while Max was on the IL. Thank you. That was that was magnanimous. This yes, this is an acceptable statement. I'm going to warn you, though, to watch yourself in the future. I, he has the best deserved run average in baseball. This is an uncontested fact. Max has the second, <laughs> has the second best. It's okay. Or at least in the NL. All right. All right. All right. Let's, why don't we just We're going to have a rematch of this conversation when at the end of the season, one of the two of them wins a silver slugger. Uh, true. Uh, I did like that. Apparently a bunch of eight-year-old Cubs fans were heckling <laughs> straws by yelling pitchers got a big butt at him. <laughs> <laughs> like and again as as a leading nationals butt expert he doesn't really have a big no. butt like you it, knock yourselves out eight-year-olds i i don't know what makes you tick but it's it's medium-sized it's not flat stanley like Degrom, but it's it's just kind of barely there mm-hmm. he's a big dude like he's secretly very large so, Explain how. <laughs> I don't think of him as large, but he is large. Do you mean tall but he's or quiet. like thick? No, he's wide. Like there's there's okay. a third dimension. He's width width okay. wise. Like he's got broad shoulders. Okay. Well, but I think it's all very proportional to his height too. So you don't necessarily think of him as being. It's like you know you can be six feet tall and very thin. And, like, to a short person like me, I'm like, oh, if you're very thin, you must wear, like, a pant size zero. Mm. And it's like, well, no, if you're six feet tall, your skeleton is just bigger. So you can still be very thin, but you're going to wear, like, a bigger pant size. Like, he's just like that. He's proportional. If you told me Max was 400 pounds, I'd be like, yeah, that feels right. (laughs) Like, that's the size he is. That's because you've seen through the mask and see him for the large predatory cat that he actually is. Dog. dog, dog. He's a he's a husky dog. Uh, Max is a uh, dog. Strauss is a yeah. dog. Huskies are much too nice and probably wouldn't eat people. I think a husky, if you if you attacked their their family, would absolutely eat a person. And and Scherzer feels that all batters are attacking his family. <laughs> could we like could we settle on like wolf? Because wolves are so much bigger than people think they are. That yeah. is true. Um. Yo, I think with with like how do, my students, I used because oh, I'm five three. Let's just start with there. I'm five three. I'm very five three. My students, when I asked them how tall they thought I was, would say five nine, occasionally, and I'm like in 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 feet and inches, and they'd be like, "You feel five nine. and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, the hair adds a couple inches, and like occasionally I wear heels, but like 
in no one's imagination have I ever been 5'9". Max feels the size of a building. Strauss feels smaller. Strauss feels like a string bean. Yeah. And so it's surprising whenever they have him like being interviewed and he has the cutoff sleeves and I'm like, he's he's a doorway. Like that dude's a doorway width. <laughs> and like on Masson, they always call him like the big right hander. And I, every time they do it, I'm like, are they are they chirping him? And then I'm like, oh no, he's he's wide. No, they they don't mean it in a mean way. No, am I the only person in the world surprised by the width of Steven, Steven Strasberg? I actually I'm having difficulty. Bel- I'm I'm not not <laughs> believing you, but also I don't believe you because I've never seen it before, <laughs> and now I feel like I have to go check. Well, he kind of holds himself like a woman on the subway sometimes. In terms of, I have a huge personal space bubble around me, and it makes me feel makes me appear smaller. No, the other the other way one can be socialized as a woman on the subway. The I don't take up space because I was told I'm not supposed to. Oh no, I, I consider those the same thing. Subway. Sorry, you condense yourself into your own personal space bubble, and you look smaller. Is the same thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we are thinking yeah. of the same thing. Maybe. He is like narrow man energy. (laughs) Yes, extreme. (laughs) Like, I was going to say slender man energy. That's a very... No, that's that's something else. Steven Strasberg makes children children have weird cult things on the internet. Um, I guess that's kind of true. I guess, like, if we're all wearing the same thing and doing chants at specific times, it's not dissimilar. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Cool. Um, I do appreciate how how well he's been hitting. Um, I feel like Max maybe also dragged him to the batting cages at some point. This may have just been Max's <laughs> IL project. Well, never forget, Steven Strasberg used to actually hit quite well and did in fact win as the Silver Slugger already. And then what? Like Geo was like, you know, you don't have to do that. <laughs> probably honestly (laughs) like he feels like a bad influence like if i hit i have to run and i don't wish to run (laughs) um i was a little disappointed that geo and i know that that's probably like not possible but he was there you know the brewers were there for fan for season ticket holder appreciation day and he didn't make an appearance oh that's too bad i kind of just wanted him to come out and like wave and then like go back in and i think that would have been absolutely i'm sorry wave his little hat like Jimmy Dugan. Like, wave his little hat. Exactly, like Jimmy Dugan. It's also, like, entirely possible he just wasn't there that day for some reason. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're on a road trip, it's not, um, you know, totally, it, it, you know, often the pitcher precedes the team by a couple of days. And so if he wasn't going to pitch the series, yeah. maybe they send him ahead, but... Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Um, it was but But also, like, we nobody had to cry though so like let's let's say that i mean somebody literally while we were sitting together at a game did cry oh, over somebody geo literally gonzalez cried. somebody literally cried but think about how much worse it would have been had yeah been there. um geo gonzalez still bringing nationals fans to like happy tears <laughs> do you ever just think about geo gonzalez and cry yeah we all do always um but yeah i, I don't know i feel like how do, like there's there's more to say about how the team is doing when the team is doing poorly and now the team is doing well and I'm like this is really fun. 
I, it's yeah. good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel I mean, good so inside. We're having a so good time. So, Corbin's been pitching really well. Santa's been pitching really well. Strauss has been pitching really well. Max is back. And, and the fifth starter brigade it, has been actually holding it together. Joe Ross looked damn good the other day. Really been doing um, good. And yeah, and I will say the fact that uh, Scherzer is the only, probably the only pitcher in ML in like the MLB who can do a rehab start, two rehab starts against major league teams. <laughs> and it is the Pirates <laughs> and the Orioles, so like bear that in mind but like that's what they're doing they're rehabbing rehab starting him against major league teams yeah um be- because, like, yeah. never yeah like what are they gonna do send him to harrisburg and watch him eat children like <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. but think of all the food he would buy them true um yeah but oh, yeah he fun it was cool because they had a sim game. Uh, he was he pitched a sim game during season plan holder appreciation day, which was a neat little add on that I think no one was expecting. And wasn't it like Anibal was out there with yeah. a boombox? No, that was a different sim game. Oh, okay, different sim game because that definitely happened where Max yeah. was like, "I must have my music." Yeah, um, it was just it was basically just Para and uh, Gomes. Uh, taking turns hitting off of him. And, oh, I didn't know and I think Para's kid at shagging balls in the outfield. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, one, one of the baby sharks was out there yeah. patrolling <laughs> the outfield. Like Roger Bernadina. <laughs> but Max is extremely serial about it. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting in the stands and like people were joking, like, are we going to have to stand for the anthem <laughs> before this sim game? Are they going to play like Waga music? Oh, Max. It's so good you became a baseball player and not something that would have involved normal society. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, lovingly, but I feel like he would struggle. I feel like he would have become like, like, like one some of the firefighters that like jump out of planes. Yeah, I could see that. Like pararescue and shit. Like what? Like pararescue? Yeah. Yeah. Like something intensely physical. And all-consuming. And all-consuming. And, like, yeah, I feel like Max has the kind of energy of somebody who would jump out of a plane to fight a fire. Which is a little how sometimes I feel as Daphne's pitching. (laughs) You know he wants to when it's going badly for someone else. Yeah. Like, you know he's feeling it like, I gotta go put out this fire. So, um... But do yeah. we think they're doing well? It has to do with being like, if we don't do well, we're going to have to hear about it from Max. <laughs> I think most of them are kind of used to him now, though. Like, it's not, it's no longer, unless it's, we don't have to hear from Max, thank God, because my ear is tired, kind of thing. Like, I don't think anybody's afraid of him anymore. I would be a little afraid of him. But you don't work with him every single day. True. I feel like maybe they would just be like, if we don't, Max is going to, like, It'll be another hour, and I really want to go home today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, the the epic game against the Brewers was like we've had three losses in the past week, uh, or yeah, uh, week or so, and like two of them have come in extra inning, or, or no, we've had 
two losses in the past week. And one came in during extra innings after like, what, it was 14 or 15 innings? Uh, I believe, yes, we ended at 15. 15. And I'm like, this this team, even if we lose, is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like. Emotionally, I, physically. <laughs> spiritually. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How do I put this? Like, it, it's felt like that during the postseason. Um, you know, the past few, the past few times when we've lost and then the team who we, we played basically went and was like, we're tired. Mm -hmm. This has been a process. Um, just how the, the nationals when they're playing well are an exhausting team to play. Like the Cubs who let's go with one, the series against us grumble 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 like that next series against the dodgers they just looked gassed oh yeah yeah they, they got eaten for breakfast well we swept the cubs this weekend which brought me great joy yes very very well deserved and lester continued his streak of doing terribly against the nationals I yeah i don't I, we we <laughs> beat up on him like we're that team I feel like we have we have players like that. Do we have do we have a pitcher who gets that beat up by one particular team that consistently? Probably. Yeah, among our pitchers. Or you mean among our pitchers? Curtis Granderson and the Curtis Grandersons. <laughs> fair. Um, okay, fair. <laughs> like But no, I don't think there's anybody else. It used to, I'm, we've definitely talked about this because I remember saying this exact sentence. It used to be Strasbourg and the Marlins, but that is over because the Marlins are five years old. All of them, collectively. <laughs> they are three kids stuffed into a trench coat. Um, and Curtis Anderson. <laughs> no, he's not a Marlin anymore, is he? I don't, I honestly don't remember where he is right now. It's, fundamentally, it doesn't matter. Um, Siri, what team is Curtis Granderson on? He is definitely a Marlin. All right, I stand corrected. By Siri and Sydney. Yeah, I was like, because it is it is Curtis Granderson and the infants. Mm -hmm. But yeah, things have been good. It's a past tense thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We've been through this. Someone could build a time machine, Kay, and go back and change it. If that's what they go back and change, then we're going to have to have some words. Yeah. <laughs> there are bigger problems <laughs> um but no i mean it, this is not where i thought we would be when this season started and oh, it's God, good no. although tiring it is nice to remember when fun things are fun uh and frankly we were ready to and i think everyone was ready to throw the season it, it kind of throw the towel in a little bit and just mm -hmm. say like yeah we're all gonna learn something and it's gonna be like the blue jays or it's gonna be like you know, the Orioles, and that's where we gotta be, and we gotta, and then it was like, oh, it's, they've been the best team in baseball since May 24th. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, going and back like, that far? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Like, this is, this is now, we have had May to June, June to July, July to August. Three solid months of good baseball. Of the best baseball. Praise be in to baseball. Scherzer. <laughs> As the Church of Baseball or Church of Scherzer account would say. Came in. Yeah. Honestly, this feels like a win for don't give a fuck. For not giving a fuck. 
Like, mm. it seems like when the team decided, oh, shit, nothing matters. Let's just go out there. Surprisingly, with no pressure, they started doing better. Mm. So, and a new pitching coach. <laughs> and a new pitching coach. But we've talked about that specifically. Yeah. And uh, a new bullpen and Tara and... Yeah. And and Ascab and 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 oh yeah, we haven't shouted out to Ascab yet. <laughs> um, Returning from 2014, you know, I'm I'm kind of happy that Rendon can have a day off mm-hmm. because I was like, hey, hey, y'all, um, he hasn't signed an extension yet. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, but like, I'm I'm a little concerned what? about that. Um, and I like him a normal amount. um but like who is going to play third base next year friends oh god i don't like do we have a third baseman in in our system mini ryan zimmerman key boom could convert yeah i forgot (sighs) mini ryan zimmerman's name again just talking about him thank you um yeah, like I'm sure we could figure it out, but I'm I feel like we needed a backup plan. Like the Harper backup plan was really well thought out. I, mm-hmm. I don't love giving him Giolito for Adam Eaton, but like whatever, I, I'm over it. Adam Eaton's been hitting well, mm-hmm. you know. But like, who is gonna play third base? So at least we got Estrubal Cabrera to sometimes play third base, mm-hmm. even though he old. Like, um, I think ESPN ha- or like ESPN or maybe MLB on Twitter had a poll that was like, who made the best play? And one of the options was like Estrebel Cabrera in 2011. And I was like, <laughs> oh, we maybe we maybe want to we, we want to get a younger one. Like, yeah. he seems great. Uh, but he is, in fact, 33. He, I'm actually kind of surprised he's only 33, but. <laughs> I have a fancy stats update if anyone would like it. I would, I would it. like it. Um, so, as I don't think we actually got to, Sean has sadly been on the IL. However, I think we're probably all agreed that that was the right move. The, as the, much as we will miss him, that he really needed to just like take a little bit of time, particularly while we were playing teams that we, shall we say, might not need him against quite as much. Um, cough, cough, Marlins. Cough, cough, Orioles. Um, so he's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get his body back to baseline after his incredible workload. And in that meantime, the donation is going to be a dollar for every game that he misses. Um, so by my extrapolation, that puts our current total at $38.76 for August so far. And I will say he uh, stayed off the IL long enough to get a save on Jen Rubenstein's birthday. That's right. So fitting very nice present yes um Um, and was quite lovely in person when uh kay and i met him at a uh, smile fundraiser yes i'm jealous eternally it's fine (laughs) next time someday 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 (laughs) somewhere all right i think whenever laura starts singing we're it's It's time to go it's time to go um our social media is actually because i'm the outro so it's funny it's not Um, our social media stuff website rustingpitchbase.com that has links to everywhere Google Play Apple Podcasts uh, 
SoundCloud where you can listen to our, listen to and download our podcast. That website also has links to our Twitter or uh, resting pitch face with no G. If you want to get directly in touch with us, our email resting pitch face at gmail.com. If you want to have a longer conversation with us and two of our merch stores our two merch stores, two of our 50 million merch stores. Yeah. Mm. Um, our two merch stores are Zazzle shop, which is going to be phasing out but hasn't phased out yet and has some unique items and our Teespring shop that among other things features our prideified logo that a quarter of all the proceeds from that are directed, uh, donated directly to uh, smile. So tying that all up in a nice little bow with a smile. Um, mm-hmm. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's continue to go Nats. Let's continue to go Nats. Let's continue. <laughs> Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you confused that is at the plate. There's a seat for you right next to Drew, and we need you to pitch the aid. Besides, there's no other team uses chocolate sauce to celebrate.